Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. All right, gearheads, welcome to the show. It's John Massengale sitting in the studio with Jonathan Green and Les Kaiser, joined over Zoom by Bob Varsha and soon to be by Chris Medlin from Baku. What do you think, Jonathan? What did you think of the race? Um, not as spectacular as I'd hoped. Um, a bit interesting and a good race, uh, but disaster for Ferrari. Yeah. As a bang gone for Leclerc. <laughs> yeah, disaster for Ferrari. Absolutely. Uh, a meltdown. I mean, not only just... The, Ferrari, the two Ferrari cars, but the other Ferrari-powered right. cars. Uh, in Haas and in... Um, in um, We had five cars five out cars, of this yeah. race. Because Stroll was out. Let's see. Stroll, that's, yeah. There was, there was uh, the two Ferraris, Lance Stroll, um, Kevin Magnussen, and uh, Yuki Tsunoda. Yep. And no, no, Tsunoda didn't go out because he... he came back. He got that. The flat, he got his uh, rear wing. Yeah, he, he duct-taped yeah. the rear wing. <laughs> Tape job. There you go. Yep. The pinnacle of Formula One technology repairing that car, Bob. <laughs> Available in your Yeah, garage. there's a lot of uh, weeknight short track racers who looked at that and thought, I know exactly what they're dealing with. Does anybody recall what the predictions were? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, no, no, yeah, I can't remember. I bring that up. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember that, Les. Hard luck. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, I will run down it. So Max Verstappen for the win, followed by Sergio Perez, Followed by George Russell uh, and that top three, as predicted by Les Kaiser. I'll give you that one. Uh, uh, give me that one. And and then and then the, the Le- wins. Followed by the other Mercedes car, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, not, so you know, three four for Mercedes. They got to be happy there, even with a sore back. Followed by Pierre Gasly, Sebastian Vettel, Fernando Alonso, Daniel Ricciardo ahead of Lando Norris, Esteban Ocon in tenth, Botas in eleventh, Albon, Sonoda, Schumacher, and Latifi who finished, that's the, uh, the the last of the cars that finished the race. It was Lance Stroll, Magnussen, Guan Yu, Zhou Guan Yu, and Charles Leclerc and, and Carlos Sainz did not finish the race. So we had five cars, did not finish the race. I want to step back to Ricardo. And Jonathan, we talked about this right after the race before we came on the air. Ricardo started on medium tires. Uh, he started on hard. Uh, excuse me, on hard, while uh, North started on medium tires. Do you, uh, do you attribute that to... His- yeah, I mean, he took, I mean, all the top 10 went on the mediums. Um, that was kind of what Mario Isla was saying. That was the obvious strategy. Um, but if you were out of the top 10, as Ricardo was, why not? 
You know, why not see? Because you, you know, you you kept that. One of the things that I noticed that Mario said at the beginning was that um, a lot of the guys had spare hards in case there was a lot of safety, uh, and so you know, it was a gamble in that respect, um, but a good one, mm. and definitely it helped. Yeah, Bob, um, I know we talked yesterday about how it's kind of a desperate situation for. Daniel Ricardo, do you think this is just what the doctor ordered? I think it's what the team ordered, to be honest. <laughs> um, I think, you know, the, the team probably felt that Daniel needed some support, a little, little bit of bucking up, as it were. Uh, and aside from that, I think it was the right decision. I mean, Ricardo was running well. Um, like Red Bull up at the front, McLaren didn't want to risk that nose-to-tail finish and, you know, and points for the team. Um, you know, Norris was a little bit petulant, I think, on the radio. You know, why can't I pass him? This is not strategy. This is track position or whatever it was he said. Mm. He clearly just wanted to finish ahead of his teammate because he wasn't going to go any farther than that. So for the team to say, well, you know, Daniel's had a tough time of it and he has let you by this year. So let's just, you know, keep this, grab the points, pack up and head for Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we forget how long this season is. Uh, yeah. You know, we're, we're you know we're a long, long way to go yet. So it's mm-hmm. we, we talk strategy and we talk about team orders, but it it, it is kind of too early. Mm-hmm. Hey, Chris Metal, I hear a little noise going on. Is there anything happening over in Baku? Oh, there's plenty happening. I'm trying not to get run over right now. I've just dodged George <laughs> Russell. I've actually seen the man we spoke to on the grid, Helmut Marco, who must be very happy. Now we've just said Helmut that we think. The right calls were made today by Red Bull. Uh, made sense not to have the drivers fight each other. Uh, was it the perfect day for you? was a perfect day. We are uh, sorry for Ferrari, but we believe we had the speed, even so we didn't change under the safety car to match Leclerc and even beat him because our speed on the hard tyre was really impressive. Yeah, and you say you're sorry for Ferrari, but I mean, maximum points for the team. Sergio now second in the championship. I mean, things are looking really good, aren't they? Unbelievable. Never had such a strong first season. You know, normally we are starting always a little bit slow, but now seven seven wins out of nine is perfect. I think you have to go there. No problem. Uh, TV cameras are getting in the way of that one, but <laughs> Helmet Marco there. Good job. Uh, a happy Helmet Marco, which is not always the case, is it? It's sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> Even when they've done well, there's a problem. But uh, no, he was, he's, uh, he's smiling. And I mean, today couldn't have gone any better for Red Bull, could it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scoring yeah. it's as good as it gets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says he so- feels sorry for Ferrari. I don't believe he does. I, yeah, I don't believe. Be <laughs> I was just I being mean, polite. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wanted to ask him that. I was like, really? hit the floor when I heard that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to see, actually, I'm going, I might just linger a little bit Toto Wolf is here doing some TV interviews as well and um yeah it's been it's been one of those weird weekends where we talk about problems for Mercedes don't we I heard you guys talk about Lewis's back and uh pre-race we were talking about the issues they're having and they're still third and fourth yeah they just get it done all right so if yeah, you get Toto, which, which, mm-hmm. if you get Toto asking why not lift the car up a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no in all sincerity I mean I feel like that's the obvious answer uh well, I guess it, he'd say we finished third and fourth. We don't need to. Ask Lewis about it, that. It, yeah, true. That's the question. But if, if the drivers hold on and get it done, then, you know, they're good results. Hey, Chris, so uh, a question. Uh, during the race, we saw Ferrari after the disaster of the second car going out, 
packing up and they seem to be substantially on their way. What's the Ferrari camp look like right now? Are they already gone? Uh, if only F1 teams could get out that quickly, I'd say it takes <laughs> hours and hours to do something like that. I don't know if I've timed this well or not. I haven't. I was going to try and talk to Christian Horner, but he's going to go and do Oh, David Coulthard's calling and he's good mate to DC. So I'll come back to him later. Um, <laughs> I'm at Ferrari now and yeah, they're, they're still packing up. Mattia Bonotto's still here uh, facing the music. He's doing some media right now that I might be able to muscle into, but he has changed. He's ready to travel. Uh, he's in his civvies. So uh, he doesn't want to be here for too much longer. He's on a second. I'm not Roni. sure. He was polite <laughs> for us to uh to speak to us wasn't he, in barcelona when things didn't go well i'm not too sure if they would be willing to do the same here i would just ask a uh, question i i want to i want to find out what what's going on what happened we, we know with all the ferrari powered cars yeah i was curious because they all you know seem to have the same type of failure i'll say or predominantly quite a few of them you know blue smoked on the way out and so well a man who might answer that for me, I'm going to really annoy him, actually, is Fred Vasseur, who is heading oh, yeah. down. And I don't know if he wants to talk to Ferrari uh, about what went wrong here. <laughs> he he but, is an um, interested in fact, party. He does. Oh, yeah. he's, got, yeah, he's, he's, he's heading to Ferrari to find out for himself. So I'll let him, I'll let him go on that one. He doesn't want to stop. Um, Mattia Bonotto, though, to be fair, you know, we just made a joke about, um, about Helmut Marco and whether they really feel sorry. He did just uh, shake Mattia Bonotto's hand and I think said sorry. So <laughs> I'm sure he still isn't really. But he did actually make that gesture too. So um, that was a nice touch. Good man. <laughs> Credit. Yeah, fair enough. Um, it you is know. a sport. Yeah. And to be honest, you, yeah, you want a rival to be it. You, you'd want to beat your rivals on track. You don't want to beat them. Yeah, exactly. Through malfunction. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you want, to, you want to beat them, you know, head to head on the track, not with that yeah. kind of issue. No exactly. doubt. Yeah. Now, and if we look at it as well, the fact that um, he seems to think they had the pace. They, they kind of want to prove that, don't they? they? They don't want people speculating that it was a race that got away from Ferrari because of Ferrari's errors. They want it to be a race that Red Bull won because Red Bull were better. That's yeah. how, yeah. that's why these people go racing. So, <laughs> well, well uh, looking at the start of that race, I mean, I'm thinking about Sergio Perez's day and the fact that he thought his teammate had the pace on him. I mean, Perez got a great launch, swept into the lead, oh, yeah. and immediately opened two plus seconds on the field. I mean, he was really flying early in that race. And then, you know, it all kind of went away. I guess he'd probably blame the tires, but mm. boy, oh boy. Yeah, Jonathan, you were, talking, you were talking about how when Max did go ahead of Sergio, he, was man, he took off. He, he did. He was within, well, he caught him uh, in a matter of a couple of laps and then passed him and was two seconds uh, up the road uh, within mm -hmm. two laps. Um, pretty impressive. Yeah. But there may have been a point to that. I mean, Max yeah. wanted to make it look like, yes, I am definitely quicker. And they knew it. You know, they didn't say, they didn't say Checo let him by. They just said, he's coming, don't defend, which is mm. not quite the same thing, you know. Yeah, don't uh, fight. No fighting. Yeah. 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 I think it was an acknowledgement that they knew Max had the pace for whatever reason. Yeah, that is that's a good point. That's a that's a a probably a carefully chosen team radio, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, don't forget as well, we heard Team Radio from Sergio Perez uh, in Barcelona where he said, I think that's not fair, but okay. We didn't get yeah. the same, did we, this time? No. Yeah. We didn't get that kind of bit of dissent. We got acceptance or, well, he just yeah, moved over. But I say moved over. I think it was still a move, wasn't it? He did it on the brakes into turn one. Perez yeah. said to him, okay, mm -hmm. you can go offline if you're passing me. He just didn't 
yeah, move to the inside and make it tricky. Well, he mm-hmm. also just got a contract extension. <laughs> yeah. That and, too. Although sometimes that empowers you, doesn't it? You don't have to worry about your future for a bit. Go and drive <laughs> yourself. I yeah, don't know. Two well, years, yeah. Hey, talk about Ricardo. He's supposed to be, you know, set until the end of next year. But look at this. Mm-hmm. Is this... Um, I was just thinking, is this Sergio Perez's first two-year deal with Red Bull? Mm, I think yeah. he's been on one-year deals mm-hmm. to this point. Yes, indeed. He's been on one-year deals a lot, actually, in his career because he's uh-huh. tended to be at Force India as well, where he was um, a team that financially wasn't all that stable. So right. even if it was sometimes at options, they weren't regularly uh, longer-term deals. And then there was also um, the McLaren deal was only for one year in the end. Yeah. You know, and Chris, I just want to remind those that didn't hear the pre-show, your interview um, was very telling with Helmut Marco well, because I've, he said finally. I've got another interview that we're sharing. It. It's with Lando Norris. Lando, points today. How did the race pan out from your perspective? Because we heard a lot of team radio about uh, you and your teammate. Um, I think it was a good day. Uh, we got unlucky a little bit with the strategy. Um, not to anyone in particular. I mean, just Daniel, really. We just lost one position because he boxed under the VSC. But... Um, we knew that was the, the gamble. Let's say there's a risk of a VSC happening early and it benefiting us. And if it happens late, it benefits them. That's life. That's uh, the decision you've got to make with strategies. But um, no, I'm happy with it. The team did a good job. Our aim today was to finish in the points. And that's what we did uh, with both cars. So uh, good job. But then when you look at the overall pace of the car, where do you see yourself stacking up? Are you still the fourth quickest team or do you got some work to do? No, I don't think really we've um, ever been the, the fourth quickest team. I don't think you can simply say you're the fourth quickest team because it changes so much from one week to the next. Uh, maybe in Monaco, you could have said we were, but uh, I think that's it. I think every other place, we've, we've struggled a little bit more. We've just done a better job with strategy and reliability and things like that. You know, you saw how many people struggled today because of reliability. So um, I think we're doing a good job in many areas, but uh, we're nowhere near as high as where we want to be or where we need to be. And uh, we'll continue to work and, and try and make progress on that side. Well, we'll see how we get on in Montreal. Lando, thank you very much. And he's very polite there. He slowed down for me because someone got in my way. I've never seen a racing driver slow down for a journey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he started walking slowly to make sure that he didn't outpace me, which is very polite. You know, another uh, point, another point about today's race that struck me was the the number of poor pit stops, Mm -hmm. uh, the number of Mm. problems, whether it was a jack or a, or a, you know, a wheel nut or whatever it was. I mean, instead of the usual two points, something or other that we're used to seeing there were a lot of three, four, and even five point something second pit stops for some reason. And it seemed to be up and down the pit lane. Yeah, I was uh, a little skeptical of one of those. I won't lie. The uh, first stop for Sergio Perez uh, was, shall we say, convenient. They Uh, held him. Because it did mean that there was no risk of of an undercut. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of how I saw it. Mm. Um, with that one, I, I kind of, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll ask Christian Horner about what the real issue was. I'm sure he'll have a reason. Um, but uh, yeah, just <laughs> that meant that Perez wouldn't have a chance of undercutting Verstappen. It just would have made things a little bit more complicated at that moment. But mm-hmm. you're right. There was a lot that were actually pretty slow. It, it was hot. Um, and I know it seems weird, but, you know, if you get parts overheating, wheel guns overheating slightly or something like that, um, you know, you only have to be slightly off. Um, but I'll tell you what, there's a driver here I'm going to try and get who may well say no to me. Um, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. God, Chris, <laughs> get in there. Because it's, it's, it's someone we don't normally have on the show. And I don't know. I'm actually going to check with Britta. Seb's got a second for American Whoa. radio as we walk and talk if he is up for it. I'm told I can try. So this will be fun. He's doing lots of photos with fans, <laughs> which is really nice. Uh, I will run in front of him here and be that guy. 
<laughs> and we'll see, but I don't want to interrupt the photos. Sebastian, just very quickly, great drive today. You like it around here, don't you? Oh, yeah. I think it was a, a good good weekend, you know, all in all, I think solid points, which is important to us. And yeah, I do like it around here. A top six again. I mean, is this car getting stronger every time you drive it? You seem more comfortable with each passing race. Yeah, it does help. I mean, we're also getting a little bit uh, more experience with the car and where we can still find a little bit and fine tune. So, um, yeah, we're waiting obviously now for the next sort of rounds of bits. But overall, um, yeah, it's a positive, positive trend. Thank you very much, Seb. I'll let him get back to photos and autographs. He's getting uh, absolutely swamped. He's very popular, is Sebastian Vettel, uh, in this paddock. And uh, yeah, lots of people want a bit of his time, but yeah, top six for Seb today. Yeah. Nice, I nice. Learn, I want to. I want to know where Sebastian learned to do those. You know those those handbrake turns. We might call them. He's yeah, <laughs> that was impressive. And, boy, he is right on it. Yeah, he 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 saved a spot or two. You would think, but all right, guys, coming he is up, a motorcycle. Coming up right after this, we're going to have more from Chris Mellon in Baku. More driver interviews, more wheel gun sounds. You name it. We'll be right back. about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky. The source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing. WindingRoadRacing.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Cause you know where I'll be 
Hi, this is Gene Haas, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to Sean Madison. Go get Jonathan Green, Les Kaiser in studio, and Bob Varsha over Zoom, and Chris Medlin in Baku. Chris, are you still hanging around Daniel Ricardo? I am, but I'm not going to get him just yet because he's a man in demand. As we said, like he had a good race weekend. So uh, he, they have given me a bit of a nod that I can try and grab a word with him in a little while. But yeah, right now, uh, no chance of Daniel because all of the TV companies want him. Uh, there's someone else I might try and grab. Um, no, I found that badly too. Pierre Gasly, though, is still doing lots of interviews as well because he had a great run. Uh, yeah. Fifth place. Yeah. Um, yeah, really good from Pierre. So again, he's another one I'll try and time it with. But there was a few we were hanging around early, weren't we? Christian Horner was one I was going to try and uh, have a word with, but his old pal DC got in my way. Well, so I will run back towards where Christian Horner is. And yeah, what, what, what should we ask Christian Horner about if I get in? Oh, what should we ask Christian Horner? Ah, well, Jonathan? Was that a deliberately slow pit stop for uh, <laughs> Checo? Yeah, there you go, Bob. Yeah, what was the issue on that pit stop? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll diplomatically ask it, I think. But yeah, <laughs> oh, it's a question. <laughs> there's a, a lot of happy people in this part of the paddock actually it's a busy paddock mm-hmm. um there's a, a lot of fans seem to have made their way in here um but yeah a lot of lots of smiling faces one of them is christian horners you can butter them up with the fact that three of the top five cars were red bull powertrains powered mm-hmm. yeah they had a very good run didn't they mm-hmm. um such a same as well for yuki sonoda who should have been Really, maybe yeah. top seven, but yep. for that rear wing issue. Yeah. <clears throat> Jonathan, you got you got uh, Chris at your disposal. What are you asking, Helmet Mark or uh, Christian Horner? Yeah, it's a good. I, I, you know, I'm I'm just wondering whether you bring up um, sort of what Mercedes are talking about, which is you know the, the uh, bringing it up to the FIA and saying it's physically you know not all, all, all the things that they've been saying and, and and as we've said, you know, this is a moot point, really, isn't it? And certainly will be yeah, for Christian. I mean, yeah, exactly. For their car, you don't see that issue, so um, it will be interesting to see what he would say about that. He's I'm just been dragged off somewhere else again, sure. as is always the way. I've got to stop setting myself up for a fall, haven't I? Keep <laughs> no, you're doing a hell of a job, mate. Uh, the porpoise thing. Person. The porpoise thing to me, Red Bull got a handle on it really early in Swift, and you know, Adrian Newey was probably a part of that. And you know, every time we've seen major changes to the cars over the past ten years, Newey seems to be the first one to really get a handle on the changes and bring them into into. Uh, play correctly and be competitive so quickly i mean yeah exactly and and i mean would would i mean you could ask christian you know is this is this finally a car that that, that looks similar or, or feels similar to those four in a row for vettel mm-hmm. when they were when they were the you know team that couldn't be beaten um i'd say just off the back of that so i'm, I'm hanging around now pierre gasly who we might be able to grab in a second but you speak of vettel and that dominance red bull before uh well, uh, since 2006, either Vettel or Hamilton have finished in the top two in the championship. That's how dominant Red Bull were for a spell. Mm. Obviously, Hamilton was at McLaren before that, and then Mercedes have been. And right now, neither of them are anywhere near. But I'm just going to try and grab Pierre Gasly very briefly to say, Pierre, a top <laughs> top five Pierre for you today. What a result. Does it feel like the result that, that you deserve this season that just hasn't quite been there for you? Um... I mean, probably the result we deserved in Monaco. I feel like clearly there we had the pace. I think 
other races so far this year we we haven't showed um that strong pace compared to to other guys so um no i'm just really happy to to kick off our season properly uh here in baku because we haven't been really lucky um we haven't performed and delivered from the start of the year the same way we did last year because we we did too many mistakes um got involved in some incidents sometimes from our control sometimes not from our control but uh this weekend we we execute it was the perfect weekend for for uh, from all of us and uh best qualifying uh great race fighting with lewis you know when we we know we're splitting the two Fer uh, the two mercedes i wish the ferraris but for well, now it's the two mercedes uh we that means we, we're doing a good job and uh, i'm really pleased for for the team in terms of uh, motivation for for the rest of the year i think that's going to be a, a great boost yeah yeah, you don't wish the Ferraris with their reliability, though. I can tell you that with the way it went for them today. But is this form you can take on to other circuits, you think, or is it a bit circuit-specific? Um, yeah, we know it's a track-specific. Uh, here in Baku, it's a lot of low speeds, a lot more mechanical than uh, aero-related uh, uh, tracks. So, you know, we it was important to um, capitalise on, on weekends like this when the car is fast, because Monaco was one of these weekends where we didn't deliver in quality during the most important session of the, the weekend and we, we paid a big price for it. Um, this weekend, it was important to just not do any mistakes, do our own thing and um, and that's what we did. And at the end of the day, that's 10 good points for, for the team and all of us. Uh, and uh, yeah, a good a good reward after this, uh, this uh, challenging uh, last uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, well, just quickly, I've got to let you go. But based on that then, you think you'll be strong in Montreal next weekend? On paper, should not be as good as here, but uh, we like to, to prove that our papers are wrong. So, yeah, we'll try to, uh, to do everything we can. We'll see, but for sure, it's a thing we're heading in the right direction. And, uh, yeah, got to keep pushing uh, in that way. Great stuff. Well done today, Pierre. Thanks for your time. Awesome. Yeah, Pierre Gasly, finally getting the result I would say he deserves, I think. That's, that's his first top five of the year. Agreed. <sighs> yeah, he's done so well. I, I wouldn't have been surprised if that wasn't his first. But you got good timing too with all the silly season talk going on. Absolutely, and and one thing that I'm just going to move out the way of a massive scrum for some guy called Lewis Hamilton, uh, who is moving a little bit gingerly still at the moment. I will give him that. But is he on a stretcher? It's, he's no, he's 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 walking and he's signing autographs and smiling. He's doing a good job in that sense. But to be fair to him, obviously he's not getting given any space by anybody who wants an autograph or a photo or something like that. So um, yeah, he's kind of a bit like Checo at the start. He needs to get his elbows out. But, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, with Pierre, one thing we learned was that Helmut Marko had previously hinted that he'd be free to go at the end of the year if they couldn't give him a Red Bull seat. But now it seems like that's next year. So there's another year that Pierre's got to stay within the Red Bull ownership. And it's whether Red Bull then will fund a seat for him somewhere else. Will they keep him out for Tauri? What will they do? But, um, yeah, you can, Pierre himself said at the weekend, at the start of this weekend, it makes sense to keep Checo. The job he's doing now. Like, he totally understands it. Um, you know, it doesn't mean he's happy about how he's ended up in the position he's in, but he says, you know, it's a no-brainer for, for Checo to get that extension. Yeah, and, you know, think about it, guys. The top fives, I mean, he, so he wants to, where's he going to go that's going to give him the, the chances yeah. that he's getting right now? So, no, I think, I think he's got a solid position. He's in a good place. He may not be what he wants, but uh, I don't think he's going to be able to improve it. What were you going to say, Jonathan, about well, just uh, Just the same as, you know, we, we've been talking about Checo's sort of uh, Phoenix from the Ashes kind of comeback. Gasly the same. I, we've been saying it all along. Both AlphaTauri and Gasly particularly um, has been so impressive at the end of last season and now this season. Yeah, no doubt. 
Uh, lots of comments uh, trending on Twitter right now is duct tape. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chris, bought stock. Chris, was it was it a choice between duct tape and zip ties? I guess. Uh, pretty much, yeah. I think. Well, they, the one thing they do get, don't they, is uh, they can look on the onboard camera and kind of see. <laughs> Yeah. What is uh, what it looks like from behind, and they go, you know what? What's going to be the best fix? It's got to be the duct tape. A bit quicker as well. I think if you pull a pull a zip tie too tight, you can probably damage the railway. So um, <laughs> yeah, duct tape it was, but it did allow Sonoda at least to finish the race. But yeah. I mean, that ruined a good one for him. I did do feel for him on that front because Sonoda has been one of the drivers that's impressed me this year in a car that hasn't been all that competitive all the time, and he hasn't been able to chase big results all the time. Uh, he has been uh, pretty damn impressive. I'm gonna. Well, one of the keep things trying to hang around Christian Horner here. I keep timing this very badly with him, <laughs> but um, we will we will get him eventually. I ins- I insist on it, please. <laughs> Italian Sky. One thing I t- will say though, for in fairness to all of these people, the amount of times they just jump from one interview to another and basically get asked the same questions and yeah. have to give fresh sounding answers with a smile on their faces. Um, <laughs> you know, at least I get to grab each of them once, and it's new each time for them. Less so. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. What were you going to say, Les? You know, about the duct tape situation. <laughs> the thing that was interesting, <laughs> got to stick with it. Uh, so the one thing that was interesting is up. they <laughs> got out of that pit stop really quick. And they said there was somebody from FIA headed down there to go look at and, and inspect it from a safety Pat, Pat's situation. Pat's not that quick on his feet. <clears throat> yeah. That and was so, Joe Bauer, the head Oh, Joe, yeah, that's, that's who I meant. Sorry. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, you know, there was a possibility that they were going to get delayed even further if... Or if, taken out of the race. That was, right. the, you know. Yeah. They've said, put it in the garage. Yeah. Good enough. The danger, obviously, being that, you know, bits start coming off the car. Yeah. Creating yeah. And all joking aside, no telling what type of technology they had in that tape. I mean, it's probably not just your your average Home Depot duct tape because they got to stand up to 215 miles an hour, whatever we saw today. Yeah, 213. Yeah, they yeah. picked it up on uh, radar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, one point I will make, you know, Mercedes was talking at the beginning of, you know, at the end of Monaco, beginning of this weekend about, you know, oh, damage limitation, not damage limitation, but we're doing experimental things and we're not, you know, we're not really, it's not really, we're not, we can't fight with the top guys. Listen, Ferrari have 199 points. Mercedes have 161. Red Bull are gone. They've got 279. So the battle for the runner-up spot is on between Ferrari if they keep mucking up and Mercedes if they keep getting thirds and fourths. So um, Toto can say what he likes, but th- this is now, you know, the, the fight is on now. Yeah. All right. Well, we, uh, we're going to come back to Chris here in just a moment to see if he's able to get Christian Horner we got lots more for you coming up after this. Hey, guys, we are very excited to welcome our new sponsor, All Stop Brewery, to Speed City. These guys make a fantastic beer, and I'm going to let Jonathan talk about it, but I'm going to tell you about it. When I tasted it, I am not a big beer aficionado, I like a nice cold beer, but I'm always worried about a craft beer or a new beer that it's going to have a funky taste, especially aftertaste. This beer was fantastic. I have absolutely no 
no qualms at all that this is my new favorite beer. But Jonathan, you know why? What makes it so special? The water and the recipe? Well, yeah. I mean, these guys have done their research and do it right. And they've even imported the right water to do it right. I mean, it, it, I tell you, this Alstad beer, fantastic. And I'm, uh, you know, most Europeans are snobs about their beer. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm definitely one of those. Because, You're definitely a snob? Yes, okay. about my beer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because there's no question, carbonation has always been my issue here in the States. It's overcarbonated. And our lagers, our pilsners and lagers in Europe, um, uh, especially German ones, are not that heavily carbonated. And that's a key thing. And that's the first thing that uh, hit me was just how well they've done the beer. Uh, it's based out of Fredericksburg. It's, uh, it's, it's got a great tie-in because obviously Fredericksburg, a German town, and now they've got a Texas German beer, and it's cracking. Yeah, and the uh, the facility out there, it's amazing. They've, they've really done it right. It's really fantastic. So so check it out. You can get it at all the local HEBs and everything else, right? Yep. Uh, it's around all around Texas. You can get it. Uh, they sell it in... Uh, uh, on on the shelf there as a Texas beer, but uh, I'll tell you what, you're in, right back in Germany when you drink it. And it's Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Talk 1370. Hi guys, this is Greg Astley and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Chris Madlin, how's it going over there in Baku? It's going okay. I'm trying to make sure I position myself in the right place. Hoping to grab Toto Wolf actually, uh, who has just gone off to do a print media session. And if he appears, then I'm going to basically stand on his toes and stop him walking past me um, <laughs> because I've said to too many people, haven't I, that I'm going to try and grab them. Um, Christian Horner as well, still doing uh, lots of other interviews and heading to speak to the print media right now. But it's, it's surprisingly uh, chaotic down here but because we've got these back-to-back races with Montreal uh, and everyone's got to head off as quickly as possible and get quite a long way across the world. Um, the pack-up is going on pretty frantically. Lots of uh, sort of storage freight crates and things that are being moved around trying not to hit people with them because it is still quite tight, uh, as I uh, mentioned in the pre-show with how tight this paddock can be. So, um, yeah, a lot of people running around trying to get their, their stuff onto planes to get to Canada. Mm, yeah, that's true. Back to back here. Uh, well, while Chris is trying to do that, Bob Varsha, um, any other thoughts on today's race? We've talked about Verstappen and Perez. I mean, we, I don't think we've really, we mentioned that Russell's on the podium, but man, another fantastic race for him, Bob. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, George Russell is uh, proving what we saw when he first stood in at the team for uh, Lewis Hamilton in Bahrain. He's he's obviously you know very very good. He is not saying anything about the bouncing. Uh, well, he has said it in the past, uh, in truth, that uh, you know that it was making the car very hard to drive and it was causing him some physical problems. But he hasn't said that in some time. So I don't know if uh, his side of the garage has come up with something. I'm sure they would share it with the other side if it, uh, if it came to that. But he is comprehensively outperforming a seven-time world champion right now. Uh, he really looks the business. And, you know, it, it seems to me over these first eight races of the season, having scored uh, top five finishes in all of them, mm-hmm. I can't remember many battles he's been involved in. It's, it's been a lot like today's race, which was 
off the radar. You know, he's never battling with anybody. So TV never picked him up. He was just kind of, you know, 10 to 15 seconds behind somebody and 10 to 15 seconds ahead of somebody just, you know, getting the business done. And that's probably a good thing. I wonder if it's deliberate. I'd love to hear from him. Yeah. Cars, the Ferrari cars ahead of him to get onto the podium, but he's had that kind of a season. It's it's been a little yeah. bit quiet. You're right. You haven't seen a lot of television time or well, battles. It's about to get interesting because he's now what uh, only 17 points behind Charles Leclerc with no points to get again today. Um, you know he's in a position to challenge Ferrari. You have the constructors up. Uh, yep. Yeah. Let's look. Take a look at that. Well, the constructors is. It, I'm sorry, the drivers. I'm yeah, not, sorry, yeah. I was the drivers. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, he's 17 yeah. points. Perez moves up. Russell moves up. Leclerc and Sainz fall back. Yep. So yeah, I mean, you know, Russell's in a. He's flying the flag. Um, he's been between both Carlos Sainz and Leclerc, um, and he's not that far off. I mean, you know, we, by the time we get to Silverstone, he could be challenging for third in the championship. Yeah, because uh, so right now it is. Verstappen 150, Perez 129, Leclerc 116, Russell with 99, Sainz 83, Hamilton 62, Norris 50, Botas 40, and uh, Ocon 31. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, so uh, talking about George Russell, 99 to he's so he's 17 points off of Leclerc. You know, everybody's talking about such a miserable season for for Mercedes, and that's not that far off. No, for Russell, it's not. Yeah, yeah. And what about constructors, Jonathan? Well, the constructors is interesting because, like I said before, I'd like to ask Toto. He says, you know, we're, we're now doing experimental work. Well, hang on. Um, they're not that far behind in uh, with Ferrari having the woes that they're having. I mean, Red Bull are gone. 279 versus Ferrari's 199 in second. But Mercedes now have 161. And then, really, there's nobody else in it because it goes down to a midfield right. battle between uh, McLaren, Alpine, and Alfa Romeo and Alfa Tori, who are all pretty much, you know, within 20 points of each other. So we're looking for a top three battle now between six cars, and Mercedes are in that battle. And that's a question for Toto Wolf if Chris can get him. You know, you've said what you've said about how, you know, the championship's out of reach, blah, blah, blah. But does today's result with mm-hmm. a three, four finish change all that? And with Ferrari scoring nothing. Right. You know, huge hit to the championship standings. Yeah. So tell you what I would find really interesting to know about that is we've obviously got this threshold, which we're about to meet actually at the end of this month in terms of construct this championship position and what that means for your wind tunnel time and how much car development you can do. Now, Mm -hmm. if you're not fighting for the title, if you're a Mercedes and you're sitting third and you're nearly second, do you really want to move up to second place when you're not in a title fight and lose a bit of that time? Or would you rather be just in third by a few points and have a bit more development time. That's what I would wonder, because surely your aspirations are higher than third or second. Uh, Or do you use that wind tunnel time to develop next year's car or this uh, year's car? Can you do that under the rules? Can you look ahead and use your available time on next year's car? Or does it have to be this year's car? No, it can be. It's whenever it's whatever you want to have in the wind tunnel. So, um, okay. it, you know, essentially, it's whatever you've chosen to put in there. And I guess if it's wind tunnel, you you will have reconfigured potentially for next year's car. Although, of course, the rules don't really change next year. So you're kind of doing, you know, it's the same type of car that's going to be in the wind tunnel, the same sort of model. Uh, mm-hmm. Unlike last year, when they did have to make an actual choice, mm-hmm. and once they stopped developing last year's car, there was no going back. You couldn't then switch back to putting an old model in the wind tunnel, you'd had to reconfigure so much stuff because the rules were so, so different. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of that, uh, Haas F1 team, who did do exactly what you just said, spent all the time, they had a really disappointing day today. What do you think, Bob? Hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, the season started with so much promise for Gunther Steiner and crew, uh, and it's just, you know, kind of gone downhill from there. Um, obviously, K-Mag, Kevin Magnuson's car was one of those Ferrari drive lines that let him down. Uh, Mick Schumacher, bless him, um, you know, is piling up the evidence that, you know, maybe this is a bridge too far for the son of Michael Schumacher. Um, so, yeah, there has to be some head scratching going on um, uh, at the Haas operation. Love to see him get it turned around, but uh, things just don't seem to be looking that way right now. Yeah, looking tough for Haas. And I imagine um that they are probably one of the first teams that were out of here or Gunther Steiner would have been one of the first people out of here after a tough uh race like this he likes to get a wriggle on I can tell you I bet it's uh, not difficult for you guys to guess actually who is the last driver waiting around speaking to media after partly after a day like today but <laughs> just in general with his demeanor and uh and it's a guy called Daniel Ricardo um <laughs> who who was um just well, he's so tired he sat down uh, because he's just doing a, uh, a hit for the McLaren. I guess it'll be his official press release quote. So I'm probably ruining yeah. that for them right now uh, by talking over it. But uh, he's just reviewing his race for probably what must be the 20th time uh, so far today. He's just been doing the print media down here. And I can tell you that this place is empty now, the, the media pen. Uh, every driver's been through the top three. Have gone and done their uh, schedules into. They've gone into a separate press conference now that they've done all the TV interviews. So all the camera crews are packed up, all the print media have left, and the only man left here uh, is Daniel Ricardo. And uh, just well, picture, it's all about bouncing and stuff. I mean, his race suit's filthy around the shoulders. He's stretching his back out. I don't know why he's stretching his back out. It's not like he's done much over the last two hours or stood up for another half hour to do all these interviews. But Daniel, you had a big smile on your face doing it. Less so now because you must be tired. But um, how? How happy are you with what's, I know it's only eighth place, but the manner of the eighth place. I think it's, yeah, just the, the general, the general kind of scope of the weekend was, was more positive than uh, obviously than two weeks ago. And we, we, you know, I think did, did some good work since Monaco and um, let's say we, we felt like we understood quite a bit and, and let's say how to set the car up moving forward. And I think we were able to execute that, relatively well on track it's it's obviously always a bit harder on track than maybe on a simulator um but i felt like there was quite good correlation um so yeah i think it was a step in the right direction um obviously still trying to find find that real feeling i crave but i think we we certainly took a took a positive uh, step now i don't mind admitting i wrote a piece last week about how you needed to get your mojo back um, to kind of find your form. And I didn't think you'd be doing it this weekend or even next weekend, two tracks where you've gone well and won before, but they don't suit taking risks and, and trying to find gains. So how satisfying is it to do it here on such a challenging circuit as well? Yeah, I think that's the, certainly the encouraging thing is it's a very tricky circuit. You know, there's there's high risk, um, a lot of big braking zones and uh, you're staring at the walls a lot. So obviously when you're still maybe not, not at one with the car, you know, it's, uh, it's not easy to, to execute it. And I think, um, I think that there's the, I mean, look, I was obviously still, still behind in quality. So I'm not, I'm not like, this is not the ultimate feeling I I'm, I'm after, but as you say, I think on a tricky circuit, a long lap, 
looking at it. I think it's certainly progress and um, try to keep it going for Montreal. Um, I think now just kind of also re reinstalling some confidence in, in the team. And uh, I know, you know, group of engineers are really trying to, trying to um, work with me and, um, you know, we're all putting a lot of effort in. So just to kind of come through with a, a pretty smooth weekend, I think it's a nice reward for everyone that's uh, working hard with me. Can I just finally ask then, like you say, installing confidence, did it feel like that was waning, maybe even in yourself? Did the atmosphere feel like, yeah, we need to get on top of this right now recently? I mean, there's certainly like I, I mean, there's obviously the team, the team want it, but there's no, there's no, <laughs> no denying that, you know, it's, it's what I want more than anything is to get back up there. And, you know, like the, it, it showed, I, I know I referenced Monza, but it's the best reference where, you know, the, the feeling of getting it right is, is euphoric and, everyone everyone knows that that we've we've got it in us so we're just uh, we're just trying to find that um but yeah it's just it's really i think the confidence it's it's really in the car and then obviously then that that kind of um shows outside of it and obviously like demeanor and, and the confidence in the people around you um but as i said i think this weekend was was really uh good for that and everyone's uh everyone's still certainly behind me and uh we just have high High hopes, high expectations, and uh, ultimately we know what we can do. So we just uh, want to prove it. Well, you've proven it today, and I don't think it's made you any less popular around here in Baku either. So I'm going to let you get to all these uh, autographs and photos. Daniel, well done today. <laughs> Daniel Ricardo, there. he has just been flanked all that way because he's the last driver, I think, out and about as well. Every fan that's in here has just followed him, <laughs> politely waited for us to finish, but he had a huge scrum by the end of it. <laughs> I think they're all trying to get on on the Netflix Drive to Survive because you know how they love Daniel Ricardo. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Let the word go out far and wide that the last media organization in the pit lane was Speed City F1. Yeah, there, <laughs> there you go. go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let you know what. Let's take this this low and uh, and get a quick break in, and when we come back, we'll have more from Chris in Baku, and uh, we'll finish up our coverage of the Azerbaijani Grand Prix. USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiast looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com That's MotivationUSA.com If you want to know where the path to Formula One and Indy begins, it's three simple letters. VRD. VRD Racing of Atlanta, Georgia are dedicated to nurturing young, single-seater drivers on their quest to the pinnacle of motorsport. Having just wrapped up the team's championship title in 2021 in the F4 US Championship, they also have programs in FR Americas, the all-new USF Juniors, and the road to Indy. VRD is the perfect environment for success. To join the team, drop them a DM on Instagram at Velocity underscore RD. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Hi, this is Karun Chandok, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. 
Chris, I hear some noise over there. What's going on? Finally, eventually try and get Christian Horner, and he's working out where he has to go next. And if it's to a photo to celebrate that one too, then we might get him finally. Um, but I will. So I think he's going to run upstairs and do his debrief in a second. In which case, I'll just ask him one question. Christian, perfect day? Yeah, I mean, look, I think we had a great race car today. So, um, you know, it was a shame we didn't get to see the strategy play out. But uh, I, I think with the overlap that we had on tyres by not pitting so early, I think would have given us a, a reasonable advantage at the back end of the race because it was very, very early. Yeah, but you looked very quick on, on that hard too. I mean, do you just feel like you were going to be the dominant team regardless? I think we had the pace today. You can see how hard Max was pushing uh, Charles. And I think Charles not having the toe to Checo, I think he would have, you know, he would have cleared him perhaps a little easier. But um, yeah, it was a great performance by both the guys. And uh, just funny, saw a few slow pit stops in there though. What happened there? Because you're normally so quick. We had a we had an issue with a gun um, and a, an issue with a rear jack as well. So it wasn't the cleanest day in the pits today. Okay, well, I'll let you go and work that out in your debrief. Christian, thank you very much. I promise you I'd get him eventually. Good job. Uh, Good job. Short and sharp, though it might have been. but uh, And he, he wasn't lying because Sergio Perez had just come back from the press conference and gone straight up for debrief as well. So this is the thing. They talk to us and then they go and work out where they were good, where they were bad, uh, and how they're going to implement any changes for the next race. So it's um it's non-stop everyone thinks the checker flag falls and that's that but these teams and drivers are oh, still yeah. going to be working hard chris, yeah chris on that now, point oh go on bob well some breaking news from twitter if that's not an oxymoron um <laughs> apparently they have confirmed a sprint race for baku next year Ooh, mm, nice yeah that's from sean kelly Oh, that's a legitimate source. What were you going to say, Jonathan? Yeah, I was just going to say to Chris, um, you know, with what you've ascertained from what you've seen today, how does the form guide look for Canada? Very different circuit, but, um, you know, can you read anything into what you've seen today and how you think um, our top three teams will go there? Uh, I think just from the, the pace advantage that Red Bull actually did show at times, and the fragility of the Ferrari on a power-sensitive circuit, I think it's going to be a Red Bull track. Yeah. I think the interesting bit will be Mercedes and whether the bouncing is a little bit easier, but I don't think there's enough around there, again, with top speed in issues. I don't think there's quite enough around there for Mercedes to then really claw it back too much. If we think of Barcelona, they were, they were very impressive in sections of that track, but you know that's an all-round circuit. It's not just all about power. Montreal, with the long straights and chicanes, it's kind of only those two aspects. I think there'll be... I think that's still be where they roughly were, third quickest, but I, I actually reckon we get a fairly similar picture to here because they run low downforce or lower mm -hmm. downforce uh, over in uh, Montreal as well. That's a good point. I always love the Canadian Grand Prix, and like you say, um, that, that St. Lawrence um, sort of uh, track is, is, a, is an interesting one because it does have those long straights, <clears throat> but then you've got that first turn, which is so complicated, and that last turn, hit the wall, whatever. Um, I'm always intrigued as to how you uh, approach Canada. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it, it's Go ahead, Chris. very interesting. There's someone I want to just try and grab if I can catch their eye. Stoffel. <laughs> Stoffel Van Dorn. Uh, as a joke, someone's, I say a joke, someone said that Lewis is struggling with his back. He's finding it painful and difficult. Are you there going, it's all right, I'll do this job for you? <laughs> well, I mean, it's just a tough time out there for both Lewis and George, to be honest. You know, I mean, we've seen it from the from the onboard, the purposing. I, you know, I haven't experienced it myself, so I can't really, I can't really tell you how bad it is. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely a worry. 
well, I mean, you are the reserve driver. You would get to jump in in that case. But what work have you been able to do with the team behind the scenes? Because there's been signs of improvement over the last few races. Yeah, we, we've made some small steps forward. I think, um, you know, Barcelona was, a, was, was you know, a, a quite a good, good race for the team. Um, since then, it's been a little bit more difficult. You know, Monaco, obviously, a very particular circuit here. It's quite particular as well. And, and I think the bouncing here has been quite, uh, you know, quite bad as well. So, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not sure everything is fully understood, but it seems like we're chipping away. Still a long way to go and, and a big gap to the front. But, um, you know, we're kind of in no man's land at the moment and, um, you know, gives us the opportunity to try, uh, try quite a lot of things. Yeah, but it does. And, and just finally, um, this is a Formula One show, but I've got to ask about you and your future. Mercedes leaving Formula E at the end of the year. What does your future hold? Um, I'll, I'll be in the Formula E, I, f- I feel, you know, I'm in a, in a good position right now. I'm leading the championship there. It's been, been a, a very good start of the season. We've been competitive con- consistently and, and, you know, that's my target as well is to, to really finish this season on a high, uh, give Mercedes a, a good farewell and, um, and then, you know, then we'll see what, uh, what happens. But, uh, yeah, I'm in a good position there. So, uh, we'll see. I imagine staying with the F1 team on this front as well. Um, you know, it's something I haven't talked about yet with Toto. I mean, there's definitely, you know, definitely a possibility to, uh, to stay with the team. But, uh, you know, those things get, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later in the year. Well, I'll let you go and talk to the team about whatever you need to now. Stoffel van Dorn, thank you very much for your time. Uh, Stoffel van Dorn there, the reserve driver for Mercedes, seeing as the race drivers are now up in debrief. Um, I tell you, the size of the champagne bottles they get, though. <laughs> uh, Lewis Hamilton's uh, press officer has just come down with uh, the trophy in a case which looks heavy on, in one hand, and she's got this champagne bottle in the other hand. And I tell you, genuinely, size-wise, it is longer than my arm. It is massive. So, um, Jeroboam. Yeah, Jeroboam. That's, um, there you go. It's, it's still half a bottle there as well, so I think that's going to the team to enjoy. <laughs> Jonathan, I seem to recall you and I escaping with one of those. We, we actually had one one New Year's. You escaped with it, and then we, we popped it open for a New Year's. Yeah, we did. I don't really remember the rest of that, but the rest of that New Year's. <laughs> Once that Jeroboam was gone, there wasn't much to remember. Uh, Chris, is it- interesting point about Stoffel Van Dorn. Yeah, um, it's it's taken as fact that he has signed with another Formula E team for next year, and with Mercedes out, it's another brand, and it's a staunch rival uh, to Mercedes. So. Um, yeah, his situation vis-a-vis Mercedes is going to be interesting to watch as it develops toward the end of the year. Yeah, you got to give that a plug, Bob. We know where you know you're doing the Formula E for uh, for television, right? Yeah, right for uh, CBS. Working with Ryan Marine. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. And and does does it does it begin with P and rhyme with uh, Morsh by any chance? I was going to say if you can find <laughs> something that that brand rhymes with, you're a better poet than I. <laughs> Yeah, he realized halfway through that I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of, it might be that, yeah. I mean, I'm not smart. That's that's what it is. You know, he's going to go drive, I think, for Dragon and uh, and a Porsche drivetrain, and um, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's it's certainly not unusual for guys to drive for other brands in other series if they're contracted manufacturer doesn't have a car in that series so you know maybe a you know tempest in a teapot but we'll see it's always right. part of the fun hey guys uh we promised we were going to give away a pair of tickets to the usgp here in austin and yeah. we we said we were going to look for the best reaction to the race on social media and i think i have to choose the 
the duct tape reaction from Sisin is her Twitter handle. Let me see if I click on her. Uh, no, that doesn't help. But uh, but her reaction on Twitter was, it's reassuring to know I fix <laughs> household issues with Formula One technology too in my house. That's, wor- said, that's worth it. That yeah, is it. So, and we're going to give away more tickets this year. So we're going to contact her over Twitter. But yes, we are excited about the Formula One USGP, of course, coming here in October. And that's going to be the first of many pairs of tickets that we give away. Uh, final thoughts, gentlemen. We got about two minutes left. Chris, let's start with you. Uh, what a shame it was for Ferrari to have the day they had. To be honest, uh, you know, we've spoken to Red Bull a fair bit there, and perfect day for them. But you know, when we look at the championship picture, uh, as good as it is for Mercedes catching Ferrari, it does really put a dent in a real title fight. And I think because of something Helmut Marco said to us, Red Bull traditionally starts slow and improve quickly. Mm-hmm. And they've had a, a great first eight races. So, um, yeah, dreamland for Red Bull right now. But that's that's a real blow today for Ferrari's hopes because not only that, if those engines are cooked, uh, then they're going to be looking at penalties later in the year. Yeah, it's not a good position to be in. So um, the fact that we can also speak to either of Gunter Steiner or Fred Vasseur says that the Ferrari customer teams are not happy either. Tough, tough day for Ferrari. Well, uh, Bob Varsha, you've got 30 seconds. Um, looking forward to Montreal, one of my favorite races on the calendar. And I agree with Chris, what's good for Formula One or what's good for Ferrari is good for Formula One. This was a huge step backwards, hard on the fans. Let's hope things get solved by a week's time. Les, I know yours. Yours is raise the car. There you go, raise the car. <laughs> I like my headlines. <laughs> what? Ferrari, as a bad day. As a bad day. All right. Thanks, everybody, for, <laughs> for tuning in. We, thanks, Chris. Great job over there today. I think you got uh, about a dozen fantastic interviews. Awesome. Thank you very much. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And thanks, everybody, who tuned in on social media, YouTube and Facebook. And, of course, next week, <coughs> Canada. So we've got our usual uh, pre and post. And, and don't forget, we have our wheel-to-wheel show on Wednesdays, too. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Ciao, y'all. Happy trails. Bye. See you later. And here, the NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.